Hey guys, welcome back to Mommy Group. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're all having a wonderful week. We got a good, good episode today. We're talking a little bit about perspective, how we look at our roles as mothers and how that actually affects us. We have a really interesting situation with an ER doc yeah. who talked about um, motherhood and how to quote that just threw everyone into a tizzy. Yes. What about Gwyneth Paltrow living separately from her now husband? And then we also can't go any pod past episode without talking about Instagram and all those haters that love to tell us which, everything that we don't want to hear. Which then leads <laughs> us to mom guilt. To mom guilt. And some really solid products that you guys are going to love. So let's, uh, let's just do it. Get right into it. So I found this story to be is so incredibly interesting. So there's this photographer in New York, his name's Brandon Stanton, and he's the creator of this like photo series basically which shows like New York residents like living their life and mm -hmm. kind of just, you know, living. And he took a photo of a woman in the park, I believe it was in Central Park, and the caption on the photo was what the mom said. And so it's a, it's quoted by the mom and it says He's, I guess actually this says Rome, Italy. So maybe at the time he was in, in uh, Rome. By the way, how cute is this little boy? I know. I know. I mean, he's wearing suspenders. He's delicious. He's like little short. He's literally he's the cutest little European baby. <laughs> so it says, he's starting to be less dependent, but so far it's been pretty relentless and repetitive. A lot of changing diapers and feeding the same mundane task over and over again. It can be exhausting and depersonalizing. Dad will be staying home and I'm returning to work full time. I'm an emergency room doctor and that's where I think I'm most useful to the world. It's great to be back. If some people love parenting, that's very lucky. There are certainly moments when it's wonderful. But to believe motherhood is the most important job in the world, you have to believe your child is the most important person in the world. And a lot, of course, uh, a lot of people went As bananas. soon as I saw this article. Well, wait, I actually have a differing viewpoint on this because I think when I first read this article, I didn't actually, I think my eyes were immediately drawn to that last quote, mm -hmm. which was very, I think, it's in your face, you know, it's very yeah. black and white. And so what she says with saying like, if you think being a mom is the most important job, then your kid is the most important person. And immediately my reaction was, yeah, like if you're a parent, I think what we've lost so much in gener in the younger generations today, and I feel like, <laughs> sorry for sounding like mom. You do, it sounds <laughs> so mom -ish. But it so reminds me of the fact that like, you know, I think people are forgetting, younger generations are forgetting that like, the foundation we set today is what helps us get to where we are tomorrow, right? So, like, the kids we are raising today are the ones that are going to be setting up everything in the world. I'd like to know what her mom thinks about but, what she just well, said. Well, actually then, but you know what, though? When I read that entire caption, I actually kind of agree with her in that she's talking about her perspective of being a, an ER doctor. And so she's saying... Not necessarily being a mother is the most important thing, but maybe she's saying like being a doctor because I'm helping the less for fortunate and other people that can't help themselves. I feel like her two, uh, her two thoughts on this are totally have nothing to do with each other. Like you can still be an amazing ER doctor and know that you have these great talents and you want to give back to society. That has nothing to do with what she said at the end. So. For her to say that motherhood, if you think motherhood's the most important job in the world, then you have to believe that your child's the most important person in the world. I disagree. I think motherhood is the most important job in the world, period. It doesn't mean, it's not dependent on the fact that you think your kid is the most They're important person. They're not mutually person. exclusive, those two thoughts. Yeah, I think, I think being a mom is one of the most important jobs in the world, and I would just be interested to know what her mom thinks about what she said, since she's now an ER doctor and a mom and married and thriving and successful. Um, I do think motherhood is the most important job in the world. It's the most important job to be a teacher. And I think to, she's being inclusive in saying that, like, even women that aren't mothers don't, you know, like, don't count out, don't, don't count them out. I don't know. I don't think that. The, uh, to me, I think she was speaking solely from her own perspective. I don't think it was trying to make like a greater, make other people feel more comfortable. I think for her, it was like, and listen, I, I don't know this woman from freaking Adam, so I have no idea. But to me, when I read it, I felt like she's saying that she thinks there's more important work for her to do out there and that her son is only one person in the billions of people in the world and he's just not that important. Not meaning he's not that important to her, but that he is just one person and that she has the ability to affect so many lives doing what she does and that that is maybe where her purpose comes in. I actually, I really understand what she's saying. I do think that there's a lot of people who think that their children are the most special, unique, like wonderful. Like the sun revolves around them and yes. there's like this whole world and, out there. And it's like, and I think there's people who can say, I think you're the most special child in the world because you're mine and they have that perspective. They know that they're saying that because it's their child. And then I think there are people who really truly believe that their children are right. the most special I people in the world. I hear you on that. And, like, I'm, and, and to me, that's always Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. your kid is just a kid. 
You are just a person. You are not that special. You might think you are that special, but you are not that special. You are one in billions. I think that's when you're actually interacting with the other parents, right? When you're at like the play date or you're somewhere and you're conversing with the mom and she's like, no, no, no. Charlie is the most spectacular human being in the world. And then that's where I'm like, okay, pump the brakes because obviously. They can do no wrong. They're sheltered. They're spoiled. Like, I just think the generalization that she makes um, is, isn't right. It's not true. And that's, she's just making a generalization about every mom that thinks that their job is important, that they automatically assume that their kid's the most important. I don't think that's every mom. Can we also say that this highlights the fact that like, we're literally dissecting a caption that she, she probably was asked to make a few quotes on the spot after he took a picture of her and we're dissecting it as though it's, you know, what she stands for when in fact it's probably just something that she well, I mean, so media. what I can appreciate is her husband stays at home, which is such a huge sacrifice for yep. the family in general. Right. Um, because as someone that, you know, spends most of my time with Millie, it's so hard to be with your child all the time and to, you know, not have a creative outlet as much as someone who has a full-time job might have. Um, but I think it's good that she recognizes that she has these talents that can be used to helping other people. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what you do, my friend that's a photographer, my friend that's an artist, like, I think every person should always have something that they, you know, can express themselves and something that a different they outlet. have pride in and, and yeah. that they work for. Well, wait, for. also, I do, I will say that I think another point of this, and basically just from reading the whole article, too, is that, like, it's not necessarily just that being a mom is not the most important, a parent. It's a parent, right? She, I think I think it's alludes to that fact, too, because her dad, her husband does stay home and take care of the child is that it's not just mom's job it's also dad's which is why i think she might be saying that mother if you think motherhood is the most important thing then you think your you know what the important. overall thing for me that i am happy about is that um and i think i don't know if someone said this at the end or where this quote oh it looks like a commenter on the post said a mother who feels fulfilled and not frustrated is the best kind of mother Agreed. and that is so true a yeah. happy mom is a happy baby so if this mother is happiest and thriving when she's yeah. actually at work, um, then that's great. That her child is getting the best version that he can. And I of also, a mom. and I also think like I agree, Brandy, with what you're saying about the two um, notions of not being mutually mm-hmm. exclusive. The fact that if you believe being, you know, uh, a mom is the most important job, that doesn't necessarily mean right. you think your child. But I do think that it's important for our children to know that, of course, yes, we love them and they are. Uh, we unconditionally love them and they're there we will support them and they are forever will have us and all of those things but I do think them understanding their place in the world and that they are one of billions is very important to create a healthy minded adult as they move forward when they see people that don't look like them when they see people that come from cultures that are very different from them that theirs is no better theirs is no they are not the one purest most wonderful human in the whole world and 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 everyone else that has to do with being a mother and being a parent yeah and and instilling your kids with that absolutely wait but so then this brings up a big topic for me because I totally Totally agree with that. I absolutely hear what you guys are saying, and I, and I agree. Like you have to be accepting, and um, you know you have to be aware of your surroundings and who other people are and whatnot. But then it's like one of those things where aren't we supposed to also make them feel like they are the most spectacular people in the world? So that way, that when they no. are going up against, <laughs> no, because so. when they are go, no, I say that because it's like when they are going up against what to them at that moment may feel like the biggest challenge of their lives, right? Yeah. It may be like giving their first speech meet or something yeah. like that which for them they may think it's like oh my gosh this is the first time I'm doing this this is the biggest thing in the world at that moment don't you feel like we are the ones that are supposed to make them feel like they are at the top oh, of the to- world oh totally but I think the no the, I, don't. I, I don't agree but I so want to hear your I do I, so Ami I totally agree with you for that particular thing a soccer match a speech my biggest thing is being a military brat we moved around every two years we volunteered all the time I got to know different cultures different Um, economic status, different people in this world. And so much of me like shaping my mind about who I am in the world was because my parents exposed me to, um, you know, to other people, to, to the idea that like, it's not just everyone doesn't just look like me and sound like me. And everyone has two parents that can help them with their homework and go to their soccer practice. There's people that are working two jobs to make ends meet. There's people that are starving in Africa, quote unquote, from a girl who did mission work in Uganda. So I think that a huge part of being a parent and a mother, because we're talking about this mom, and this is called Mommy Group, is you have a responsibility 
uh, in general, I mean, this is just part of being a parent, I think. You have a responsibility to make sure that your kids know um, what the real world is like. No, I agree. And I that just feel they're like not the only person. I think, under I think the like sun. we're talking about, I think the two things we're talking about are not also, they don't necessarily have to be one and the same. Do you know what I mean? Like what you guys are saying, I agree with you. You have to be, they have to be aware of other cultures, other educational backgrounds, economics, everything. But I don't think that that necessarily has to do with what we instill our kids with in terms of like confidence and like saying but, that they're see I don't think that saying saying you're you're the best you're the this it gives them confidence I, to me go out there play the very best you can play you're gonna you might lose mm -hmm. there's a lot of kids that may have practiced harder than you and you lost that's okay no get, I agree get your get your butt up listen work failure. harder I'm here to help you practice I don't necessarily think that you need to tell your kids that they are the most exceptional thing in the world I don't think that instills them with confidence because that's not true they are wonderful human beings, but like they are not the most wonderful human beings. There are billions of wonderful human beings. So I just think like you give them perspective, you make them understand that they're part of something bigger than themselves. You are one person on a team. All of you have to work really hard. You're going to have um, hundreds of experiences in your life where you thought you were the best and you thought you were prepared and yeah. you didn't get the result that you wanted. You didn't get picked for the job. You didn't get picked for the team. You didn't get picked for the play, no matter how hard you tried. These things happen. I think if so, anything, it's a parent's job to make sure that you're setting your kid up for the real world, right? Mm -hmm. Because I have experienced yes. it when I was a kid with friends where, yeah, they didn't even understand that like failure. Exactly, yeah. failure that no, your team I can lose. Like we can't that. just give everyone a sticker. Not everyone gets a medal. But I do think confidence is one of those things that is sometimes earned. Like it's an experiential thing. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, you can have your mom and dad tell you everything. Which, by the way, sometimes when you're a certain age, it doesn't matter what your parents are telling you. It's the coach. It's the yes. teacher. It's the friend. It's the outside. These factors. are things that you have to earn. That you have to experience. It's resilience. It's you know, just going out into the real world on your own and yeah. engaging with people. It made me think when you were just talking about you being an army brat and going everywhere, and that you had all these experiences to see these different lifestyles but what I think is interesting and I could be totally wrong here is that your father followed his passion and brought the family along for the ride it was right. not about this would be really good for Brandy right right it wasn't about you learning mm -hmm. you got that benefit because he followed his passion he followed what made him feel mm -hmm. fulfilled in life and the family as a unit went along for that ride and there were a lot of positive benefits but probably because of the perspective that your parents how they shaped that experience. Oh, you totally. Like people meet me it. and they're like, "Don't you hate? Didn't you hate moving around two years and every two years?" I'm like, "No, I loved it." Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. So much of it is about perspective and how you parent and how you view these new adventures. And also, if anyone is listening that has any relationship to the armed forces, you know, you're in it together. So everyone's moving every two years. So there's never yeah. one new kid, and it's not just at the beginning of the year. It could be two weeks before the school year gets out. Well, right. I do. I will also say, going back to your caption, the other part that spoke to me was that it really brought up and I think we've talked about this in the past but this whole idea of how do you parent do you once you know we all have friends that as soon as they become parents they revolve their lives around their kids mm -hmm. and others who are like we are going to integrate you into our lives right right and so to me what she why I didn't take too much too much offense to what she was saying was that I was like you yeah, know I we're integrating you into our lives you know yeah. like we're, if, if we're off schedule a little bit or if we're doing this we're not changing who we are as people so that way we can now make you guys you know comfortable in this world because you're going to be living this life with us right so I think to me I think she's maybe speaking more so on the terms of like there are other things to do I'm going to be going to work I'm going to be a doctor yeah. I'm doing that and then I'm going to come back and Here, here's the thing the takeaway I think for for me was that um if I ignore like the if I if I don't think that she was making this bold statement at the very end saying if you're a mother then this yeah um she had a lot of good feedback on this post I mean this post really made women say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for being honest. And it's so great to hear someone say, you know, like, I want to go back to work. I mean, I, I've experienced it so often where I have friends that have such big mom guilt over everything, over a lot of things that they enjoyed. I mean, yeah. even little things like not wanting to go to, stopping a workout class because they're like, well, Saturday's family day and that was the only class that my favorite instructor's there. And so I've stopped. And then all of a sudden their mental health yeah. is yeah. off keel. So I, I think the takeaway that I would love listeners, you know, you guys in our mommy group to, to listen to is that 
you know, it is okay to go back to work and it's okay to think you're going to go back to work and not want to yeah, go back to work. 100%. It's okay if you have the the luxury, I think, for one parent to stay at home, whether that's your husband or you. Um, I think a lot of it is just, you know, talking about like transition and just, you know, all of these things you might not be able to anticipate until you're actually in it. But, um, and know. to not, I also like, even just what you said, the first yeah. thing that popped into my mind was like, to not feel guilty yes. if when you go back to work, you don't feel guilty. Like, yeah. don't feel bad <laughs> if you're like, God damn I it, don't this feel bad. is yeah. fun. And yes. I'm so glad I'm not home. I have so many There's friends no that are reason. constantly like, oh my God, am I bad because I'm so excited about leaving the house for yeah. six hours? And I'm like, no. Yes. No, it's just everyone's, and I think that's, that to me, um, it, and, and everyone's takeaway will be different based off their own views of the world. But my view would be that, that it's like we each see the world through our own eyes and that's whatever our perspective is in this world. And that's how we see things. And, you know, if you can feel good and happy and confident with all the decisions that you make, then it really doesn't matter whether strangers on the internet agree or disagree. It's nice when you get support. (laughs) It's nice when you, it's nice when, you know, there's three random chicks on a podcast somewhere talking about you. Like she, she's too busy saving lives. She doesn't give a crap, you know? So I think it's, it's cool. You just own whatever your thing is. And you move on forward. Well, spe- speaking of your own thing. Oh, my God. Um, did you, I mean, I'm sure everyone has heard or read about. I'm getting about a refill of my mimosa. Your mamosa. My Hello. mamosa. My mamosa. You know, t- this morning was one of those things. By the way, we all we all drive to each other to get to where we need to. And unfortunately, Orly lives on the other side of town for me and Brandy. So, you know. LA traffic Every is other just, week is one of those oh, situations no, where we're in the car for over 90 minutes. And we're like, why? We have so much stuff to do. Anyways, um, I digress. So Gwyneth Paltrow was recently found heard, uh, or she was talking about how her and her now husband um, live in separate homes. Separate from homes. From time to time. Isn't that crazy? Now, I think... Okay, more than from time to time. I mean, yeah. More That's from, their schedule. More frequently. And obviously, she's been known for like conscious uncoupling with Chris Martin. Mm-hmm. Um now, let me just give you my own perspective on this. I, from the beginning, I love Gwyneth Paltrow. I really do as an actress. But I but, do find... I but. I felt a but. I coming. do find that she is one of those privileged, annoyingly privileged, <laughs> like, Hollywood royalty that bugs the crap out of me. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it was back in the day when, like, Shakespeare in Love, I feel like she was, like, Winona... I remember there's a whole, you know, battle of her. Well, so no I should have told you we booked her for an interview. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> but even when... I remember back in the day when Goop started before blogs were a thing and Goop was there and, and it was like, the LBD of the week is this... $900. Yeah, Versace LBD that every gal should have in her closet. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I looked at it, it's like hey, $1,200. Right. Buy so I address. just felt like it was yeah. unrealistic. Her viewpoint on a lot of stuff was over Listen, the this is also the lady that did the conscious uncoupling, well, so nothing should surprise us Well, that's us what I'm anymore. saying. But so I'm saying, like, when she talks about, oh, you know, we don't just do things separately, which I think normal people, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we go on walks separately, or maybe we'll have dinner alone sometimes, this and that. It's like, no, we live in two separate houses. I was already, like, ugh, eyes rolled. But then yeah. I think it brought up a lot of other points that I actually kind of agree with. So what she said over the last couple of weeks about this is that, um, you know, when you first get married, usually it's to start a nuclear family. You want to have children. You're living under the same roof. Maybe the second time you get married, um, there's a blended family. They're still young. Her husband has um, grown or at least teenage children. And so her take is that, you know, they have their own lives. And especially when their children are in their custody, the older kids, they don't want to disrupt Um, you know, kind of just the day to day. And so they've decided to live in two homes, miles apart from each other, half of the week, part of the week. And this kind of made me think about like people, I don't know, some friends that I know that like live in two rooms, like they have two master bedrooms or they have two beds in the master bedroom. Um, or yeah, one of my friends, and Orly said the same thing earlier when we were talking, one of my friends is like, the only reason why my relationship is so awesome is because my husband's gone all the time. <laughs> I, yeah, because well, I think the one interesting thing about that is that one of the dangers when you do get married and you do have kids is that you become these partners in all of these things that have nothing to do with your relationship. Right. It's schlepping, it's cleaning the house, it's who paid the gardener, who did the this, who did the that, and it's all these business partner in the running of the household and the family and that intimacy and that flirtation and that relationship gets strained because the majority of your conversations have to do with the logistics of Mm -hmm. running a household together. So when you do separate certain things, 
all of a sudden you get to spend the time together that's designated for being together. So you get to say, okay, on Monday through Wednesday, you're with the kids, I'm with the kids, this is when we handle X, Y, and Z. You and me spend Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we have a date on this night, we spend time with the family on, like, we know we only have three days. It sounds like you've talked to Mike about this. No, are you kidding? Mike would never, Mike would never. But I get it. Like, it doesn't seem wrong to me. And and maybe that's because in the last, I don't know how many years, maybe five or six years, my parents have started having separate master bedrooms. And my parents are like those annoying, lovey-dovey, been married like 35 years. They still like make out. And you're like, ah, stop. Like, they're super in love and really happy. But my dad snores. But mom's like, I can't freaking sleep. Like, screw it. So they have separate bedrooms. But every morning at like 5 a.m., they meet in the kitchen and they have their coffee and they read their paper. They stay up late together and they work together. Like, so there's nothing to worry about. So I think I get... That it sounds weird, but I actually don't think it's that weird. Which, by the way, it has a term. It has an acronym: LAT, living apart together. Ooh. Although, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> here, that's what science. Apparently, some scientists have given it, according to Vogue. But here's my thing on it. I I personally believe, and call me old school or not, but I old agree. school. Listen, I oh. I love when my husband travels because it actually gives me a break. I can maybe plan yeah. those dinners I had a break with my from girlfriend. All those BJs nope. you've been giving out. <laughs> It's freaking three day a week BJ's. Sorry about that, but yes, very true. But like, yes, that right. I had no idea I was doing extra work here, extra credit. But like, and no more dinner. Like, I don't have to make dinners all the time. It makes me miss him a little bit more. But I do feel like living apart together also is something earned. Like, I'm sorry, you're on your second marriage. After how long have they been married for? I think by not even. No, no, they just got married. So I'm a little like. Then why the hell get married again? Even to me, I'm just why like, don't you just our be parents, dating? Our, exactly, our parents deserve like they've earned it. They've they've lived together and they've raised their kids. They've done their duty, and now like if they want to have their little like you know time apart, let them yeah. do it. But like, I'm sorry, again to me, this is just a little bit too much of a you have the luxury so of having two exactly. homes. Exactly. So like we're going to do it and you know what? It's better for the kids who are now teenagers to kind of not be disrupted with their old regular scheduled programming. To me, I'm like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, talk about blended family? Then be a damn blended family. Yeah, I mean Living the only thing I appreciate, you know, my sister's divorced and the only thing I appreciate is a lot of this they're saying is because of the kids. So I, I appreciate the fact that they're like, you know what? Um, until the kids are out of the house or like, and, and what Orly said, I mean, we don't know the logistics right. of how often the family, including the children, are together it, yeah. versus the mom and dad, um, you know, and then the kids with just their own siblings versus their half siblings or step siblings, yeah. excuse me. This uh, is one thing she said was the... I'm never going to do that. I, I literally, my leg has to be touching Mr. A. <laughs> or like my hand. Like I have to feel him in bed with me. I mean, he's the same way, guys. Like if I want to work on my computer. You got to feel that sweet. He's like, then just lay in bed. Lay in bed. I'm like, why? It's going to keep you... No, it doesn't. It's fine. It's fine. But see, <laughs> you're still in that stage that I think you're earning it. And you're still living through it. Like I still think that you guys are in that honeymoon stage mm-hmm. and that you're... You're still considered newlyweds. You're on your second baby. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like for Gwyneth and her husband, like, where are they in this? I do think, though, when when the idea of why even bother getting married, I do think, though, that's kind of, like, in general for people. Like, at this point, like, you don't have to get married. So it's sort of like you either want to get married because you're in love and that feels like the next step that you want to do. And even if it's not traditional, that's still something you want to do because really you don't have to do that. That's not like a rule anymore. Sure. Some people might frown upon it in some parts of the country, but for the most part, people are pretty open-minded. Although with that said, do you guys feel like you were, I mean, I got married really young. I got married when I was 25. Do you feel like you were forced to get married or like pressured to get married in any way? No, I got married at 25 as well. And is that crazy to think about? It's crazy. So young. It's crazy. And I knew, I mean, I had started, I met Mike when I was 19 and we had me dated too. and lived together. And to me, in my mind, I never thought I wanted to get married. Right. But to me, it was like, we had been together for such a long time. It was so clear to me that there was no one else. We broke up a bunch of times. I kept trying to date other people because <laughs> I thought this doesn't make sense. Yeah. He's 13 years <laughs> older than me. me. He's lives on the other side of the country. He's, you know, I, I'm not religious, but he's Irish Catholic and I'm Jewish. And like, oh, there's all these things. This makes no sense. So I kept thinking there was going to be someone else and I kept breaking up and trying and it became so clear that it was him yeah. and that there wasn't ever going to be anyone but him and at that point in my mind I was like if he proposes 
I think I might actually Done. say yes. But I wasn't pushing it because I was like, I'm cool to not get married. Like, I have a... And you're also young. Like, yeah. I dated plenty of people before Mr. A where marriage was just not even How on our radar. How old Oh, gosh. I think 34. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, 30? I feel like that's a normal age yeah. to get married. I no. always look back now when young Well, now it's like 30 me. and up. But and we're saying now because we live in Los Angeles. Like, right. the coastal... Yes. States. Where people are yeah. focusing Middle on Middle America, yeah, 25 yeah, yeah. sometimes is a little old. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. No, that's true. But it's just interesting because I, I don't know, coming from a strict South Asian background, I definitely feel like the pressure that some of my girlfriends feel now who are 32 and above that they feel of like, I'm not fulfilled and I'm not, I haven't accomplished what I'm, I'm not successful at life yet because I haven't found my partner. And well, here's me, the bummer about um, all of that because so much of um, my friends who are experiencing the same thing, it's not even about the partner, it's about them wanting to have a family course. one day. Yeah, yeah. And, you but know, like, my husband works in medical sales, it's not even, sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's just a whole process. You can't just freeze your eggs. You can't just create an embryo and just put it on ice somewhere. Well, like, there's just so many things to think about. Yeah. And sometimes it has to start, at, most of the time, it has to start at marriage. Yeah, well, what I would say to that, though, too, is, you know, why do you want to do all of that other stuff, like start a family and do everything else without the person that you actually want to be with, right? Because a lot of my friends have a goal, which is oh, just Oh, like I disagree with that so intensely. Yeah. What do you mean? Having a family oh, wait, does sorry. not... Not mean, like, you can't start a family without kids, but what yeah. I'm saying is, is no, like... No, no, the other way. You were saying, why would you even want all those things without a partner? Meaning... If their 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 perspective of it, I totally think that you are you can and everyone should and you can be just as fulfilled by having children without okay. or having a family without a partner. But to them, for instance, like in my oh yeah, they'll say God, like, they'll why be would like, I even go through that? Right. Why, want I want to find that partner first, and then I want to have yeah. like right? people it's, in it's, your life are saying this. They're, I got they're, you. It's very much like I need to find the one, and then I can have everything yeah. else. And until I find that one, I can't have everything gotcha. else. And to me, I'm like. But don't force that because if you're just going to find the person who wants to marry you and you don't have that love back, why are you going to want to have BCD? Yes, right. Right? Of course, I am 100% on point with like, had I not found love uh, until whenever and I was like, I'm ready to be a mom, I would absolutely go do that on my own. And yeah. more power to everybody that wants to do that. I'm saying more so in my construct of like how I grew up and like all the women around me that are really close come from a very strict like background of like, just it's a societal norm, right? For them like doing that. And so I'm 100%. always like, yeah, I have a lot of friends right now that are, that are my age, that are single, that aren't dating anybody, that aren't in love. And it's very hard for them, I think, to start feeling that pressure because no matter like, and this is one of those weird things. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like, I feel like almost mentally, it's like you stop aging at like 25. Like you mature at 25 and then you just kind of feel like 25 forever. Yes. So all of a sudden, like things start happening with your body or your skin or your face or your abilities. And you're like, wait, what? No, I'm still young. I'm still, and granted, I mean, I'm 34 and I have, you know, I've been married almost nine years and I've got two kids. And so I'm on the younger scale of things, but I have a lot of friends that are my age or a few years older than me that haven't found anybody and aren't married. And to them, the realization that they're getting to a point where they might have to make a decision mm -hmm about having children is it's like a heartbreaking realization because it's like they still feel so young and they're like how am I possibly I think all of us feel this point? way I felt that way even with Mr. A I mean you did I, yeah oh totally Wait, and explain. I almost thought it was so not fair it's so not fair Wait, what that do you mean what do you mean there were so I mean I feel and felt so young and I feel like he and I could have gone like years before having children. Oh, got it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, but it's so not fair that you know sometimes those are the choices that you don't want to make because you don't want to be either older parent or you know your body isn't yeah. capable. You might so, not be yeah, able to. It's, yeah, it sucks. It's well, so that's frustrating. When I feel like being an adult, right? Like it's like you that you got to pick and choose sometimes. And that's what I think you realize as you do get older too. It's like, yes, it sometimes sucks. You feel like it's not fair. How come men don't yeah. have to worry about age? Right. How come women do? And honestly, what I chalk that up to is just like growing up. Growing up and realizing that there are, there are sacrifices that we have to make if we want one or the other. And because I don't think you there really is anything about like having it all. You know, it's like mm -hmm. we, talk, we talked about like having it all, balance. I don't, I just don't think that there is such a thing. There really isn't. And so it's like you pick at that moment. You I do think choose. holistically, yes, we we do, we try and balance. I don't even like to call it balance. I like call it harm, harmony. We live in harmony with what we're doing, right? Because at one given point, we're never going to be able to give 50-50, in my opinion. It's always going to be like 60-30 or 60-40. 
What's that math now? <laughs> the other 10% is for myself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love that. Let's adjust it. <laughs> but I, I just, I just feel like, I feel like, and I, and I say that because with such conviction, because I feel like a lot of women, especially when they look on my Instagram page or RLR pages yeah. and everything, they're like, oh my gosh, you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this. Just like this morning, we literally were talking to each other for the first 10 minutes and it was steaming, right? Like yes. frustrated. I was such a ball of negative energy when right. I walked in here. And, and talking about how overwhelmed we are with so much stuff that we have on our plates and this and this and this. And it's like, really, we don't have it all together, but yeah. we're making it work. But but in the process of making all these things work, we've had to sacrifice. And that's just a given. We have at some yeah. point, one or the other had to sacrifice. Can I show something really funny? It's kind of on topic and kind of not on topic. The other day at work, <laughs> we're all in the garage at, at home and family at the house and we're working. And I mean, with like the whole props department who are my very good friends. And someone, I don't remember who, someone's complaining about like a, a backache or a something. And one of us jokes like, you know, it sucks getting old. And my friend Summer goes, yeah, that's because we're not supposed to. And we all looked at her we're like, what? She's like, I mean, we're not supposed to get old. We're supposed to die long before we're old. And we all started laughing. She's like, I mean, it's true. Like, you're supposed to get pregnant at 14, have your kids. You're supposed to, like, die at 30. Like, that's how Wait, our body... how old is this girl? No, she's, like, 20. But she's right. Like, that's how our... We, modern oh, medicine, we have figured out how to prolong our lives. Like, our bodies are not supposed to last... We only have two sets of teeth because these teeth are not supposed to last us till we're oh, 90. That's why people have dentures. Our spines are not supposed to hold our bodies up that long. That's why everyone has backaches. That's why our bodies cave. Like... We're not supposed to live would this guys, long, would you guys which rather, is just such a funny thought. Can I thought. just also say, I went to the dentist a couple days ago, and she said that I am freaking killing it. Oh, of course, Phyllis. No, but here's what's funny is she, she, just, kept, not fall she just kept saying, she's like, oh, I can really tell you've, you know, you've been paying attention to certain areas. You've been using that electric toothbrush at a nice angle. <laughs> like, are you, did you install the water pick? And I'm just Getting sitting down. there like, haven't down. no, haven't done the water pick. Don't floss every night. My sister's a dental assistant. She's all about gum care and health. And guess what? I didn't, but I felt so good leaving there. Did you take the compliment? You're like, I have. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, totally. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Please tell my husband. Thanks for noticing. the same dentist. <laughs> like, please tell Mr. A because he's so hard on me. Uh, well, you that know, gum health is funny. important. Okay. I wanted to sh share with you guys this article I found. Actually, this Instagram post that I found from Becca Martinez. So Becca yes. Martinez was on The Bachelor. Uh, she was spunky. She was, I think, one of the youngest bachelors mm -hmm. um, on Ari season. She also used the same midwife as me. So we oh. both oh. had our babies at the birth center in the water. So um, I kind of follow along through there. So she posted this adorable photo of her daughter, Ruth. Oh my God, and the, the cutest, chubbiest, most beastie dubs Beautiful. rocking like a tie-dye sitch, which we talked about. That she probably made because she watched your video. Oh my God, she's so cute. Such a squishy little baby. Four months. So moms, <sighs> if you're listening, she just got out of the fourth trimester, which as we all know is the hardest transitional time uh, becoming a mom. And she posted the caption, sometimes having a baby sucks. Then they look like this, and you're like, okay, fine, I'll keep you. <laughs> so I thought that was so hilarious because there are so many times I remember when Millie was little. Oh, I like that. Look at the second picture. I didn't realize it's a carousel. It's a carousel. Oh my god! So, so she an overhead shot of this. Oh, by the way, this baby has these light bluish gray eyes. So she basically oh. got a lot. Of oh my god! Clapback. She got slammed. Here's the. Here's what's so annoying. Like this is absolutely something that I think every mom has thought. Like, yes. it is so hard being a mama. Um, but she, of course, put it on social media, so that gives everyone and their mom the privilege and the, to you know, scrutinize. Which, yeah. is, which actually brought up another point, which is that we, you know, we get, we get trashed on social media for being too curated, right? Too perfect and too filtered thought out and planned and out and filtered. And but then you know... That like sometimes if I'm gonna post something and I know it's not gonna be PC, I'm like I'm not gonna post it because I'm gonna I get so it, yeah. much. And that's okay. Like I filter myself all the time. You guys follow me on Instagram. I know a lot of people think that I I've been nicknamed Mother Brandisa actually, but I know a lot oh. of people think that I'm like Susie Homemaker, oh and I do. I love taking care of my home and my husband and my yeah. baby. But this is real life. Like not every day is right. perfect. But so so. But I wouldn't post that because I know exactly. Like, I don't. I don't want to deal with strangers. But that's the point that gets brought up, about. right? Is that like why wouldn't we post that? Because we don't feel compelled. Because like we don't want to deal with the hate that's going to come at us, right? The yeah. clapback that's going to come back at it, and the people, uh, the, uh, the thought of people thinking that we don't actually love our children and want to yeah. be moms. It's just so sad though that we can't feel that we can be honest enough 
Well, well we she, have to filter she run people really the wrong way. Of course, she got so much feedback from people, people that have experience infertility and loss and so forth. But she clapped back, and this is what she said. This isn't fair. I'm not saying having a healthy baby sucks. I'm saying parenting is hard sometimes. It's not being ungrateful for a healthy child. It's being human and struggling and being transparent about that. Which I think is Good so... Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Which, because, of course... The easy freaking dig for the anonymous losers on the internet is to write, you have a healthy baby. You should be ashamed of yourself for, because that's what everyone did. You have a healthy baby. You should, be, you have a healthy baby. You should over and over and over, which is so gross because what kind, I mean, I'm about, I'm going to, these people. Yeah. What kind of loser has no sense loser. of humor, has no sense of humor enough to realize She's being funny. Read the whole caption as a whole. Don't read the first sentence. Read the whole caption. She's like, okay, fine, I'll keep you. Is someone really going to be like, oh my God, you were thinking about giving that baby yeah, away? Yeah, dropping like, them off at the fire station. She's <laughs> obviously making a joke saying yeah. it's hard, but then they look at this smushiness and of course I'll keep you. Like, it's a joke. So when people dissect comments like that and they try to make it as though it was this deep, dark, you know, um, what's the word? Like, um... Like this, this innate hatred for like being a mother or like, yeah. sin, you know, it's just everybody goes to admission, admission. Yeah. It was like, like as though it's this deep, dark admission. She's right. finally saying that being a mom sucks. Like yeah. it is read the entire thing. Realize she's being funny. She's having a cheeky sense of humor. She's trying to go through motherhood and parenting with a little bit of a sense of humor and lightness, which is such a gift and such a joy if you can be that way. And I think the thing about this that's annoying to me is that it would be great if she could just not read the comments and just say, I know what my intention was. My kid's just fine. I love the crap out of this baby. Yeah. And I was being funny and I'm not going to read it. But what's hard is when you feel so deeply misunderstood. That you have to defend yourself. Well, it's, but it's, it's, to me at least, and maybe I'm wrong, but to me at least, it's that feeling of being misunderstood when you're like, whoa, She needs whoa, to have whoa. the Chrissy Teigen attitude Hold on it. a minute. Like, that's not what I meant. And you're putting all that weird stuff that's in your mind yeah. on me. Yeah. That's not what I said. That's not what I meant. And then you feel the need to defend yourself because now it's like, well, you you just took that somewhere deep that I did not even go. I'm just going to assume that every commenter that did this is not a mom. I'm just going to assume that because mommies, if you're listening, I hope that we don't have anyone in our mommy group. What are you talking about I'm being though? serious. That's being unrealistic. The, you know, like we've talked about that writes something that is just so moms silly. Are, I hate to say it, but I feel like moms Not are, in our mommy group. I'm banking that everyone <laughs> listening right now yeah. Wouldn't dare write something so silly. That's like, true. This is what this mommy group is about. We're being honest. We're being transparent. We're acknowledging that there's ebbs and flows of motherhood true. and life. Absolutely. But as we were talking about earlier with our kids, the real world still exists. And even though our mommy group may not be like that, other women that we encounter are absolutely like this. And we have to just remember that you you got to like... But you don't have take, to. You don't have to curate your life for their needs. You can tell them absolutely. to f themselves. Exactly. I agree with that, and I say we take that. We we should totally practice what we preach because, like we were just talking about, we don't necessarily put certain things out because we're worried about what the feedback we're going to yeah. get for it, right? So it's like I agree with that hundred percent. I'm or saying, just don't want to. Like, yeah, I definitely don't think about some random stranger what he might say to me. I just am like, you know what? That's no, not it's something just, that I want to post. Well, and for also, me, for my daughter, I, just in I, general, with this kind of stuff, and I say this with all stuff related to mommyhood whether it be when you're pregnant and someone gives you unsolicited information, it's like, unless it's someone that you really want to get the information from, just take it in in one ear, out the other. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and, and unfortunately, why I say that is just because... <laughs> Sorry, I think or I think the mimosa that Orly is sipping on is kind of like, it's 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 an ebb and flow thing. Because <laughs> like, as, as I'm talking, as Ami's talking, there's these moments where Orly's just looking at us like... Because I so like intensely disagree, but I'm trying to let you finish. <laughs> She's like, uh huh. And we're all like lounging, and then something gets her fired That's up, true. and then. I well, I, I'm trying to let everyone finish their thought before I jump in. The one comment that annoys me here is like, and this is what I think is frustrating, is like this person wrote, you have all caps, one child, and it sucks already? Yeah. Wow, you should be ashamed of yourself, seriously. Like, to me, if I read that about myself, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to go in one ear and out the other. That would upset me so much and I would feel the need to explain myself and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, first of all, I was freaking kidding. Right. You know, like, and that's to me what is hard is that it's what we talked about in the beginning. People want 
social media to be a safer, healthier place. They want it to be a place where we are, where everyone is sharing Mm -hmm. a more realistic view of life so that people aren't feeling less than, people aren't feeling, you know, suicidal. People aren't feeling the way they're feeling when they spend so much time on social media. But then when people are really honest and funny and playful about their experience, they get such intense heat that what it does create is instead, the next time on that photo, she'll write, motherhood is such a gift, what a blessing. And then it makes all the moms who don't feel that way feel like shit for the rest of the day. Because now, look at this mom living in her bliss. It was the same thing we talked about last week about why for some bizarre reason that girl, that the blonde, barefoot blonde makes me feel like crap because they're always going on these fantastic excursions as a family and I feel like I don't do anything. We are just running through day to day. I think it's having a healthy understanding that people that do have the wherewithal to post these kinds of comments are obviously projecting and they're insecure and it is what it is because listen again like we just talked about we would not post these kinds of comments even if we thought them we wouldn't post them and so of course I think it's just like obviously we want social media to be a safer place where we can freely post and speak our minds and whatnot but like again the reality is is these anonymous idiots exist and they're going to and so funny because i would i'm looking at her instagram you guys and i would just see these photos and i would just be like oh my god i want you know what else i'm actually surprised about is that so many times when you want people to pay attention to captions they don't Mm -hmm. and when you care you don't even think that it's gonna affect someone you're like oh damn shit that oh shoot that took you know, that actually was paid attention to. So, I don't know. I just I think don't it's understand a lot of... why everyone tries to make you feel guilty about being a mom. Well, I mean... Because it spe- makes them feel better. Speaking of, mom guilt. Oh. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> but can we just talk about, like, what, 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 like, do you feel guilty? Are you a guilty person? Do you feel like a guilty person? <laughs> Are you a guilty Are you guilty of feeling guilty? As we were talking about this and we were preparing for today's episode, to me, I think the way that guilt fits in to everything that we've talked about is that... Everything comes down to how you look at it, right? You see the world through your eyes. So if you look at your situation and you think, my kids are so lucky that they have a mom that's a badass and that works and that, you know, um, is her own person and has this healthy relationship with her husband and has this healthy relationship with her career. If you look at it that way, you have zero guilt being a mom. If you look at it from the sense of, you know, my kids look at me and they think I'm never there. And they think mommy's not here for me. And mommy didn't come to my practice because mommy's always... And that's how you look at it. You feel guilty for working. And if that's how you project it too to your kid. Can I Can I say something? There was a... There was a I forgot her name. I have to find her and I'll, I'll... We'll mention it next episode. But there's this woman who became really popular on social media. I mean, follow her and I'm blanking on her name right now. But she basically used to live out of her car when she was getting divorced from her husband. And she had two small kids. And she fell into a huge state of depression. And she was talking about how... Um, she just literally was at her wit's end and she decided to spend whatever money she had on just going to go see a therapist once. And she went and she was like, the therapist was like, tell me everything that you're feeling guilty about. And Mm. she said, I put, I make my kids TV dinners because I don't have time because I work two jobs to feed them full meals. I put them in front of the TV and then I go and cry in my room. You know, she was mentioning all these things and then, you know, her therapist said, and this is exactly, I love this because it was so about perspective. Her therapist said, well, what a great mom you are that you're providing your kids dinner at night. What a great mom you are that mm-hmm. you're allowing them to not actually feel your negative energy and all oh. the hurt that you're going through and you're allowing them to be entertained while you go take care of that yourself. And I was just like, and she she said that that was that one session, mm-hmm. which was probably a lot for her to spend on because of the moment that she was in economically. She's like, that perspective changed yeah. my life. And she's she's thriving on Instagram right now. She's I, I'm totally forgetting her name. If you guys remember... Um, but she is, we'll find it. She's doing super, she's doing amazingly well. And she's one of those sort of, you know, inspirational. Well, I think it also goes back to, if you guys listened to last episode when, when, uh, Ami interviewed Reese Witherspoon or maybe two episodes ago, how Reese said, you know, I go into, when I get home from work and maybe I've been gone all day, maybe I've been gone a couple weeks. I make sure that I'm present with them. I'm excited. I talk about work in such a positive way. And I own the fact that I'm a working woman and I want that to be the example that I set for my kids. Yeah. So, so much yeah. of this mom guilt we put on ourselves, like no one around us a lot of times is even placing the guilt or maybe they're projecting on you, but that's their issue. And I've been experiencing, experiencing this a lot um, since I'm becoming a mom of two. Uh, a lot of people just project things that they think or assume on you and then you might 
you know, feel guilty, but no, you are responsible for how you feel and what you think. And it's all about perspective. Yeah. Guys, sorry. I know we don't do this, but um, I found a quote that I really liked and I wanted to share it. Oh my God. How embarrassing. I know. Super embarrassing. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, who I love. Do you guys yeah. follow her? Yes, I love her. She had this quote and I just love it because we all have daughters too, but I think this applies to boys and girls, but I just thought it was great because it was saying, we get so worried about being pretty. Let's be pretty kind, pretty funny, pretty smart, and pretty strong. Oh. So just FYI, just the mimosa is getting to me, guys. Okay, no, I think we need to talk about our favorite things now because <laughs> wait, did you like that, Phyllis? No, I did. I did I like you. I did. All people, Phyllis. No, I did. Be. I love it. It's just <laughs> I, really, I must I be getting great. in contact. Uh, Mimosa high. I thought it was great. Thank you. No, it is great. Hey, by the way, we keep talking about Instagram. That's because we are on Instagram. So if you guys aren't following Mommy Group Pod already, please do. Uh, A lot of times we talk about the the episodes. We reflect about it. We talk about our favorite things. It's just an added layer of you guys getting to know us and also seeing kind of our personalities and our faces behind the voices. And speaking of the products, um. What we're going to try to do more often is actually demo using the product. So if there's a product or for me, sometimes I talk about like a trend or something like that. So if there is something that we didn't do a video on yet, you heard in the episode and you really kind of need like a visual to support it, write them in the DMs um, so that we can see it. And then, you know, each of us on our own time can go ahead and make a little video and pop it up on the Mommy Group Pod Instagram page so that you guys can see, you know, more in person what we were actually talking about. And a lot of what we talk about, for instance, when Orly talks about some of her finds or her trends, she does DIYs on them. I have in-depth like uh, videos on makeup tutorials and then Brandy, same thing with her Instagram and IG Live. So be on the lookout, people. Okay, let's get to the products. Okay. Okay, so I'll start. All right. Uh, we are in summer and you guys know I love me a good find. So currently right now I am doing a drugstore dealer dump video and it is all about the Milani Soft Focus Glow, you guys. This is amazing. What so, is that? Okay, do you guys, do I have a glow for you look, day? Yeah, Focus. you look glorious it's, today. Um, there's, it's basically an illuminator, but I think what people oftentimes are reluctant to use illuminators because they, one, think that they have to slather it on their faces. Yeah. Um, what I do is I take a little bit of this and it comes in a nice pump color and there's there are a nice pump situation. There's three colors. I'm using the darkest, which is a bronze. It's $10 and you take a little bit and underneath your foundation, so not over. Because a okay. lot of times people put highlighter on top and that's where I feel like they get scared. Because so you would do you... like sunscreen, moisturizer, and then this? Exactly. Okay. So think about like after your skincare, before you start your makeup, you can just put a little bit. I take a dab, literally a dime size or less than, and put some on your high points of your cheekbones, your brow bone, your temple, your nose, and your cupid's bow. And then you put your foundation on top of it. And what happens is, is that you get this beautiful glow from within without even trying. So it's almost like, wait, why do you look so nice and glowy? Versus looking like, you know, you put it on at home and then you walk outside and you're like, ah! I have a huge streak of yes. so I love this. I have a question. Yes. So for, when you're doing that, do you mm-hmm. need to like, does it like dry so that when you then put your stuff on, you're not mixing it all in your face Great you put like question. your foundation on? Great question. It depends what kind of highlighter you're working with, which is why I really like this one. This okay. is this is almost like a glotion, if you will. It has an illuminator <laughs> and <laughs> the, the, the consistency of a lotion. So when you're putting it on, it sits on your skin. It gets nicely absorbed. It doesn't, it doesn't make your... And you, pro- your foundation doesn't cover it? I, I, it covers it, but it still has a glow. Do okay. you know what I mean? It has, it seeps through. It's like it just. Brandy, did you not hear glow from glow within? Glow from within. Oh, I did. I, from I wrote within. it down. Okay. Um, yeah, it gives the glow from within. I mean, take some notes, Brandy. Okay. Remember what we talked about. <laughs> but it, it it doesn't it doesn't. You know what I don't like about some cream illuminators is that you put it on and then what happens is that your foundation on top and products you layer on top of it looks really patchy. Yeah. Yes. This does not do it. It goes on really evenly. You guys can see it. Yeah, you look glorious. Yeah. So it's um okay. it's pretty. I like it. I like it. Milani Soft. Focus Glow. Mm-hmm. Done. I'm buying it. I always end up buying your yeah, gosh yeah. darn it products. <laughs> Brandy, you're up. Okay, so if you guys follow me on Instagram, I just finished this fun gallery wall that I've been wanting to do forever. I finally did it. Actually, Mr. A did it all. Because I'm not good with math. You have to do the whole measuring thing and set up You know how you want your gallery. So I follow Chris Loves Julia. They're interior designers, curators. They're amazing. And they have these beautiful acrylic frames that kind of float and they put black and white photos in them and they have these really awesome like brass um like like studs yeah that go in the corners of like these eight by ten frames anyways i wanted to get them but they were about eighty dollars each 
And I was just like, oh my God, and I want like a whole wall, you know, eight yeah. to 12 or something. So I found a dupe, I guess. I don't know if these are dupes because they're yeah. beautiful. Um, online, the link is below, these eight by 10 acrylic frames. So I decided that I would, you know, put these up. So I put them up. They're really cheap, $25 each. I've started with eight. I haven't decided if I'm going to do 12 um, or put like a little console table underneath, but I finally decided to print photos. I feel like the biggest thing is like my favorite thing of the week is that I actually printed photos I know. of my family, our extended family. I did all black and white and then I love it because you have this beautiful like clear frame, the brass studs in each corner and then the black and white. So if you guys want to see photos, um, they're on my Instagram. They're so pretty. But the link is also below. They look How gorgeous. How do you hang them? Oh. Hello, sorry, the biggest selling point. So the reason why I loved these even more than like the $70, $80 ones, thank you, Orly, is that instead of anchoring them in all four corners, which I feel like would be so stressful, yeah. and I know my husband was like, oh my God, I need to use the drill and measure and this and that. The ones that I have linked below actually have anchors in the center of the frame. So you don't actually nice. see them when you hang them. So you can use a standard nail, and you literally hang them like a typical frame right in the center. They've kind of done a lot of the work for you. And then obviously, depending on how you want them spaced, but it makes it so easy. I mean, we did it in just a couple hours. That was um, the best part about it. Um, this is fantastic. I'm going to piggyback off yours with two things. Number one, if you want to do a photo wall like this and you aren't good, you're like Brandy, you're not good with math and you don't have a Mr. Amazing to go ahead and do it for you. <laughs> one option is to get um, either you can tape a bunch of pieces of paper together or you can use like craft paper if you have kids and you happen to have that lying around. Tape it up on your wall and start to decide where you want them or not even tape it up on the wall. Lay it flat on the floor. Lay your pictures out on top of the craft paper and create like a grid of what looks nice flat on the floor. Mm -hmm move things around and then you can trace it out and then when you put it up on the wall through the section where you know your anchor is you nail right through the paper pull the paper away that and is everything smart. is in the format that you want so just lay it out on the floor as long as you're doing it on a piece of paper that you can easily trace and put up on the can wall we get like a i want to get like an actual tutorial on this I oh love yeah that. yeah yeah it's super simple it's, it's so it's just another easy way of doing it um and again if you don't have craft paper you can just you know tape together a bunch and of pieces i love of that paper. Te technique especially if you're doing a true gallery wall where everything is random there might yes. be like three different shaped frames. The ones that I'm talking about, they're all eight by 10, they're all uniform. Um, but I definitely love that hack because it yeah. makes yeah someone like me not as intimidated to do this. Yeah, it's yeah. simple. <laughs> and then another thing, I, I was gonna do something different, but as you said that, it reminded me of something that I have used for years and I can't believe I haven't done as a recommended app, it's an app. So it's called Free Prints. It's a free app on your phone and you can print 75 free photos every single month. You get charged shipping, which is I think like $4.99 or something, which really it just covers the cost of the pictures basically. They just call it shipping. I have been printing photos to put in albums for years. That's it's so amazing. simple. You can do it from your Instagram, your Facebook, your camera roll. You can put a matte finish, a glossy finish. You can do eight by tens, canvases, photo books, whatever you want. But it just guarantees that those photos that we take we take a thousand photos, but then what do we do with them? Like yeah. they just eventually sort of disappear. Or you eventually delete them after a while. So this is a really easy way. Every single month you can do 75 of them, print them, put them in old school albums. Cause I will say as a, as a daughter, nothing makes me happier than when like I'm able to go through my parents' albums and take out a picture. Yeah. Not a photo book where it's all printed, but when it's actually individual photos and I can remove no, I them, agree. take them for myself. So it's called so free prints. About that. Yeah, it's an app and it's it's totally free and I really recommend it. Like I said, I've used it for years and have always had a really great experience with them. So um, I just think it's so great and you can make your own gallery wall because you can I print know. I custom use that sizes. Too. It's amazing. It's the best, right? All right, dudes. Well, I think that's it. Um, oh man, this was fun. This I was know. fun. And I love. Oh, every time I log in, because you know we all share. Um, the Instagram. So I love when I log in and I see all these direct messages from you guys. In fact, one of the messages that we got is kind of kind of propel what we talk about in the next episode. So we love what you guys are, are giving us. We really value the, the listening and the engagement that we're getting. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, love it so much, you guys. This is this is feeling like a family now, and we love it so much. We hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. And if you want to help us grow, we are all word of mouth, so please do screenshot your phone, share it with a friend, text it, post it on your social media, and if you can subscribe, rate, review, those are things that really help us grow. So we, uh, we appreciate it, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.